Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. If health, fitness, nutrition, and personal development are an interest of yours, you are in for a treat. And always remember, the pain you may feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. Enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. I'm super excited about this one. This is episode number two with Austin Dernweld. How are you doing, Austin? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Uh, Just so the guests know, me and Austin have been friends for a while now, and I've seen transformations. I've seen just a total change in his own lifestyle, and I just can't wait to share with you guys a little bit about him, um, what he's currently doing in his life, how he's impacting others, and then also some of the things that he's really looking forward to in the near future. Um, so first going to start off with Austin, can you just tell our guests a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm 26. I'm a Georgia graduate, uh, Atlanta born and raised. I'm currently a financial analyst at a tech company in Midtown. I work out seven times a week, sometimes eight when I'm feeling crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I enjoy challenging myself and I find fitness is that constant challenge because there's always something you can be doing to get better and better. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, both of us have been in the fitness world for, for a while now and we've seen the changes, not just in ourselves, but in others. And that's why we actually created this podcast. We want to be able to share people's stories, share people's journeys, and show how we can impact others throughout the process. So I know that's what we're going to be doing today. So let's dive into this. Um, This is going to be exciting for us because we're not only going to talk about fitness, we're going to talk about health, we're going to talk about wellness, we're also going to talk about connection, the power of connection and how meaningful our connections are in and out of the fitness industry. Um, so one of the things that I want to start off with is what got you into fitness? What got you into being the man you are today? What, what really did that for you? Well, you know, I've always played sports, especially as a kid. I was playing basketball, baseball, you know, doing all those different things that kids do. Um, but weightlifting and training like that had never been a big part of it. It was always a piece, like pre, pre-season training was always something we did. But bodybuilding, you know, learning how to do things like that was never a big part of it. Um, and then got to college, started dating a girl, and things kind of, I, I kept eating as if I was playing sports and doing all those things, and uh, was not burning the same calories as I stopped playing. And yeah. we ended up breaking up about three years after we started dating, and I took a look in the mirror, and I was like, this has got to change. Like, I, I, I can't. I'm not okay with where I'm at right now. And I knew it was going to be a journey. You know, I knew it was going to be, there would be ups and downs. You're going to feel great one day. The next day, you're going to feel like you've completely lost everything you worked so hard for. But seeing where I, what had, how I had slipped from where I was, um, was really the catalyst that kind of spurred me to go, go for it, go for the transformation. I got you, man. Was there ever a time, I know you mentioned about uh, relationships, was there a time to where when you started your fitness journey, um, I'm sure you had some relationships that changed, you know, your friends that maybe were like, hey, this this isn't the guy that I can call for 
to go out and to grab drinks. You know, I think that was a tough thing for me, at least when I was in a long-term relationship and I got big into fitness and it wasn't mutual. The person that I was connected to, even some of my friends were like, this guy's not going to go out with me for drinks because he's really wanting to focus on his fitness, but I'm losing my friend. Did you ever feel that um, throughout your journey in the beginning? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it still goes on today. Um, it's all about what, what you prioritize things. And before I had started to really get get into fitness, I would go out. I didn't care. I'd go out whatever night they wanted to go out. I'd hang out, do whatever they wanted to do, you know, eat whatever they wanted to eat. Um and when I, when I finally buckled down and really had some discipline as to my training regimen, my nutrition, you know, everything that encompasses fitness and, and health, um, it kind of took them off. It, it, it put them off a little bit. And they, they, they told me, they were, they were like, dude, you know, you never come out with us anymore. When you do, you don't, you don't have a beer with us. You don't eat anything that we, you know, all these different things that, Basically, I could be kind of like a social pariah for a little bit, and they just didn't understand what I was doing. Yeah. And as time went on and they saw how things were changing for me physically, that, you know, that they started to get it, but they still, you know, wished that I would do more. And they, and they tried to push me to, like, say, you can cheat a little bit today. Like, you can do that. But I'm one of those that it's where if I cheat a little bit, I'll cheat a lot. And you kind of, so yeah. You kind of just have to stop it at zero. Um, and eventually they had just finally understood that I was not going to back down. Like they couldn't say, Hey, come out and do this. And I was eventually going to give in. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going to give in. My, my priority right now is fitness and health and nutrition and doing all these things that to help with my longevity, to help me continue to look better, um, to make me feel good about myself. I feel you, man. It's tough. I, I remember, you know, when I first started my journey about four years ago, a lot of my close friends, my fraternity brothers even, were like, some of them would reach out and say, hey, man, I'd love to, you know, help you out or whatnot. But so many people, like, judged me for it, wanting to do something that was better for me, better for my relationships. And for our listeners that are listening to this, um, this is something that I constantly am seeing is there will be certain people that are connected to other individuals. And when that one person wants to change, they don't get the support that they should have. And I think that kind of puts you into a, what's your environment? Who do you really want to associate with? Are these the people that are going to help you throughout this journey? Because health and fitness is a big part of each of our lives, right? We can control our health. We can control being fit. But so many people sit there and judge, and, and that's where it's tough. That's where you really want to see what matters most to you, you know, what relationships are going to help push you. And, and that's going to kind of get to my next question. Um, how important to you is an accountability partner? Did you ever have one when you were starting your journey that uh, was there for you throughout that process? You know, I really didn't. Um, my accountability partner was myself. And for me, it's, it's one of those things where I'm one of those people that would be at zero or a hundred. Like if I see it, the purpose in something, I see a goal that I can attain, like all of these things, I will put everything I've got into it. And I won't, I won't stop until I get to where I want to be. If I don't see a goal, I won't even waste time. Like I, I don't see the, the, the time aspect. It's not worth it to me. Um, but every week, 
week in and week out, I was taking progress pictures, you know, and if I started to see me slipping a little bit, then I would just get very, very hard on myself. Um, it was, it was tough. I mean, there were times where I wished I had somebody there. Yeah. It, I think it would have helped a lot, especially at the beginning, because that's really the toughest part. Once it becomes your lifestyle, it's a little easier just to get up and go, you know, because you, you, you know what you got to do. When, when I was first starting out, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a trainer. I didn't have, I didn't have anybody to tell me. And there were a lot of things I didn't know. I was doing, I had bad form. I didn't, I've had too much weight. So I, you know, trying to prove something to somebody, even though, you know, when you're in the gym, nobody cares, you know, they're all in there to do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have been great to have somebody, but I didn't, and I had to be my own accountability partner. I feel you, man. I was kind of in the same boat. Right when I started, I had a few close friends that were there, but nobody that really helped push me. And um, and that can be tough. So if you had any advice for our listeners that are just starting out in the fitness world or they're just starting to diet and try new things, what would be one piece of advice you would give to them um, when they're starting out? Because we know that you have to be consistent with it. That's a fact. But what's something that you think is important for their journey? Well, consistency is key. Uh, I mean, there's no question about it. If you're not consistent day in and day out doing what you're supposed to, you're not going to see the results you want. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, the one thing I tell everybody when they're first starting that I, that I meet um, is leave your pride and your ego at the door. Love that. Um, because at the end of the day, you can go in and you can try to throw up more weight because you, deep down you sometimes feel like you don't belong in there, especially when you're first starting out. Like I, when I first started out, I was big. You know, I didn't feel like I looked good at all. You know, it was one of these things where I felt like maybe if I put more weight on, people would accept me. You know, always looking for that acceptance. Um, but that's but it ended up hurting me because I was doing the wrong form. I I, I hurt myself a few times. Um, but if I if somebody had really just gone to me and said nobody cares where you're where you're at now as long as you're in the gym doing something and they somebody should have told me to leave my ego at the door. I had to learn it the hard way, but that would be the advice I give to somebody else because if you do that and you focus on proper form and doing it the right way, you will go so much further, so much faster than you would any other direction. Yeah, I agree on that. And I like that, you know, leave your ego at the door. That's, that's something that we see a lot in, in different facilities and gyms that you have these, you know, maybe they're athletes or bodybuilders, but people go in there and they just are constantly staring at themselves and, and trying to, uh, you know, it's okay to be your own competition, but they're trying to show off. And that's what actually scares away. I think a lot of people with going to a gym, you know, I sat down with a a few of my friends and I said, what was the biggest thing that you feared when you first started working out? And a lot of them cared way too much about how other people saw them how they viewed them. And um, that's tough. And so I love that you put that message in there because a lot of our listeners might be, um, have had this happen to them before or know people that are struggling with this. And I just tell people, you just got to go. You just got to do it and not think of anything outside of that. Um, That's probably one of the biggest important things for, for anybody that's starting out. 
Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, acceptance is what everybody wants, everybody longs for. No matter what group they're around, they want to feel like they're accepted with the group. And people that are just starting out in the fitness industry, it's so intimidating. You go in there and you see these guys that are jacked and ripped, and you're not that yet. Yeah. And you, you want to be there, but you feel like you're not there. And you feel like you have to prove something. You have to prove your worth to somebody else. Everybody is worth whatever they're willing to put worth on for themselves. It, it doesn't matter what other people say. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to go at your own, own, own pace. You know, not everybody's going to do it in a month or two months. It's a year long process. It's years and years and years. And what they've been doing, they've been doing for, for some of them have been doing it for decades. You know, you're seeing something that they've been working on since like for 20 years, you know? So you thinking you coming in there the first week, and it's being super intimidated by that. I get that. I was there. But you've got to just understand that you're there for you. You're there to put in the work for you. Nobody else is going to do it. Nothing anybody else says or does is going to help you until you're willing to help yourself. I feel you, man. Um, so, you know, I, I know you had a huge transformation. Can you tell people a little bit about the transformation that you had. I know when we talked before, you'd mentioned about a lot of the weight you lost, but what was the biggest challenge um, that you had during that big transformation? Oh man. Um, so I started at about 215 pounds. Don't even want to know what my body fat percentage was. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, it was March 31st, 2015. I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow. This is not good. Um, so I, I took a picture. And that, that right there was the motivation. I was like, I'm not going to be that. Not anymore. Um, so I first, honestly, the first year, and this is where I wish I'd had somebody, like an accountability partner or a trainer. It was just trying to learn. Like I was just trying to learn how to work out. Because I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to eat properly. One thing I was doing a lot of the it took a while to realize was I was drinking so many calories, either with alcohol or soda or any of these things that people think, oh, it's just a soda, it won't kill you. It will after a while. Um, so, you know, I, I started working out, started to slowly figure it out, and then a year in, I started to feel comfortable. You know, I started to get into a routine, and I was, I was still learning, but I was progressing. I could see progression, and that honestly is the key. If you can get to where you start to see results, that's the biggest motivation that you can get. I mean, seeing results, and then when other people notice. I mean, other people will tell you, and they're like, wow, dude, you've lost a lot of weight. I mean, I've had people this year who I was in college with not even recognize me when I ran into them. And these are people I worked on projects with, like I was intimately working in, in group work with, and they didn't recognize me because I lost so much weight, which is a, it's a great feeling. Um, but a lot of people, you know, they see me in the gym now and they just assume, oh, he's one of these gym douchebags, you know, these jerks. And I've, I've had so many people come up and say, you know, when I first met you, I just thought you were just a gym douche. You know, I mean, you're always walking around the gym with a cutoff shirt on and, you know, just doing your thing. Um, but then they're like, well, you're one of the nicest people I've ever met. And honestly, I think that's because I know what it feels like to be on the other side. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people don't don't get that, and a lot of people never will get that. Um, but when you go from feeling 
like you're worth zero. Like you don't belong in there. You, you know, you you know you know what it feels like to feel alone. And to come from that, then you, and you see other people where you were two three years ago. You can relate to them and you can help them. I I've, I've gone in and I I see people you know where I was trying to put up too much weight, not doing proper form. And I'll go up to them, and I know how to, I know how to approach somebody like that because I know what I would have wanted to hear, not just "Hey, you're doing this wrong," because that makes you makes them feel like an idiot. You have to actually kind of slowly go into it with them, you know, make them feel like, "Hey, super happy you're here, great to meet you." You know, you got to you got to be warm with them. Um, but it's one of those things that you know, this kind of transformation, people. People respect it. People appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I did it for me. I didn't do it for them. Yeah, I love that. You have to be um, in it for yourself almost in the beginning because, you know, if you look at it and you're just trying to get that acceptance of others, you're never going to have that feeling of love for yourself. And I always tell people that that are starting out, um, you have to go into it loving yourself and who you are and be excited about the process because it's not going to come easy. Um, you know, for some people it may take two to three months to lose 20 to 30 pounds, but some it may take a year. It's just being consistent with it, um, staying dedicated to it and connecting with people too, you know, reaching out to others and asking for help. Or, um, if you're in the gym and you're just, you know, confused on how to do something, talk to somebody, say, Hey, I noticed that you're doing this the right way from what I can see. Can you show me how to do that? And I think that gets down to stepping out of our comfort zone. And um, and that's important, man. We need it for others that are our friends, but other people that we see in the gym as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, can't, you can't give love to others until you love yourself. Like if, you, if you can't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. Until you fill yourself with love, you yep. can't give any more. Um, and, you know, I... There were a lot of times when I first started, there were people in the gym I wanted to ask, like, hey, how do you do this? But I was so scared that I would come across like an idiot. And then one day I asked, I, I remember I asked this really jacked bodybuilder how he was doing something because obviously he knew what he was doing to be where he was at. And he, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, he, he stood there and showed me exactly how to do it. I did it right in front of him. He made sure my form was right. And I made a friend. Like, I, I had a friend in the gym, and then I started to feel that community in the gym where everybody really is there to support everybody. They're not there to, like, tear you down, even though, you know, you may not be where they're at. It doesn't mean they're not they're gonna, not going to support you. I mean, whenever I see it, and, and honestly, it made such an impact on my life because now anytime I see anybody in the gym and I feel like they might be struggling or they, they need a little help, I'll be there and I'll help them, but I'm not going to make them feel like an idiot when I do it. Like the yeah. way he, the way he approached me and the way he taught me is the way I've kind of been going through with others. And one of the things, uh, especially for our listeners, I know, you know, this is mainly a fitness podcast, but I think probably one of the biggest factors of anybody that's starting out in the fitness industry um, is their health. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, how important was dieting? Was there anything crazy that you were eating during this time frame that uh, you don't mind sharing with others? Because 
you know, we hear of all these new diets out there of keto. Um, we hear of the Atkins diet, which is very, very similar to that. We hear about intermittent fasting, um, all of these different things that are going on. And it's almost kind of a confusion. You know, we're like, what do we do? Will this work for me? Will that work for me? And one diet might work for you and it might not work for someone else. So share with me, Austin, and our guests, um, what is something that worked for you? And what were you doing when it came to your health? Um, well, my diet recently, uh, which I, I, it still shocks me to say, I don't cook. Um, anybody that knows me knows I, I don't cook. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to be better about it, but it's just not something I do right now. Um, but I found a, a turkey avocado sandwich at Newt's. <laughs> turkey avocado. Turkey avocado. No cheese. Um, All right. No cheese. And I started eating, I, I, just happened to eat it one night with a few friends when we went out to Piedmont Park. We were throwing the football around. We needed to go grab something to eat and had it that night. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And, check, you know, I started to count macros. That was kind of a big thing. And it, it really fit in the macros really well for what I was trying to do. And I started eating that in February. And I can pretty much safely say I ate two of those every single day until... June, um, when I went on a cruise and now in February, I didn't have a six pack. Uh, but by June I was what they call shredded. Uh, I had my body fat percentage checked and it was 7.8% when I left for the cruise, which is scary low. Wasn't trying to go that low, but you know, I would have the new turkey avocado. Uh, I never followed like an actual meal plan. I just found a uh, something I loved and that I could eat all day long. Um, so I had two of those. I would always have a bagel in the morning. It was a cinnamon raisin bagel with uh, a latte from Starbucks and and a protein shake after, before my workout and after my workout. Um, that kind of combination was great. Before that, it was uh, Chipotle. I'd have Chipotle almost every day. Um, but when, it, when I really started to see like muscle definition, and started to lose a lot of fat. It was when I when I actually was eating the turkey avocado sandwich every day, and when I stopped doing cardio, because before that I was doing so much cardio and not putting enough calories in my body. My body had to use muscle to fuel itself, so I wasn't seeing the muscle definition I had actually wanted to begin with. I got you, man. And and when you were you know you were talking about your diet and kind of what you were doing, do you suggest to our listeners, hey, you should probably meal prep? What is your um, a viewpoint on that. Oh, 100%. Um, if, you've got the, if you know how to cook and you've got the patience to do it, <laughs> absolutely meal prep. I should be doing that. Like, I, I will state it right here. I should be doing that. It'd save me a ton of money if I would. Um, but yeah, you should definitely meal prep if you can. Um, grilled chicken is always a good one. Make sure you get your veggies. Give yourself some carbs. Carbs are your friend. They're not always your enemy. Um, but yeah, I, w I would definitely meal prep. And I plan to start doing that a little bit more often. <laughs> well, I do want to tell, especially our uh, women listeners out there, um, this guy just mentioned that he does not know how to cook. So he might need a little bit of help uh, for anyone out there that's willing to assist him. <laughs> because uh, we are talking about meal prep and 
And I just want to say a little something, guys. I, during my journey, um, I was meal prepping usually on Sundays and I would meal prep for at least three to four days. And it was a, a big help for me, but it's tough because you're eating almost the same foods. So I always suggest to people that try to mix things up a little bit. Um, and that's probably what you did. You know, you were eating a tur- turkey avocado sandwich, but it worked for you. Um, it was something that you enjoyed, especially, I mean, you're eating it sometimes twice a day. You should have had a loyalty card for that company. I have said that so many times. I actually asked them if they had one, and apparently they discontinued it. So, One of the things, too, um, that I've seen on the rides is, is the talk about sleep. And the reason why I want to bring this up is sleep, we all know, is very, very important. But when we're working out and we're spending a lot of time in the gym, and especially if we're taking supplements like pre-workouts, it kind of can change the way we are and our moods. Um, How was your sleep habits when you were on this journey? Were you still getting about the same amount or how did that work for you? Uh, Pretty much. um, I've always been really good about getting at least six and a half hours of sleep a night. Um, and that's usually on the low end, but for me, it's really easy to fall asleep. Like I'm a very deep sleeper. So sleeping has never been too much of an issue. There, there was, there was a time when I was working in year end reporting for my company, um, where I was working late, but because of my mindset and the fact that I had gotten built that routine about going to the gym, I was still going to the gym. It didn't matter. So, you know, if, even if I was getting to the gym at eight thirty, nine o'clock, trying to get done by 11 and then get home, you know, waking up around six, I had to shower and everything before I went to bed. So I probably was getting about five and a half, six hours of sleep there for a little while. And that was tough. Like your body needs seven hours of sleep, especially if you're constantly breaking muscle down. Cause that's the, when you're sleeping is the time your body's recovering. And you can't keep breaking it down if it doesn't have enough time to recover. Like, you're doing more harm than good at that point. Um, so, yeah, you have to prioritize sleep over so many things. Like, I know there, it's tempting to come, when you're not real tired after the gym because you've had the pre-workout your system, the caffeine, you're, you've got going, you've got the endorphins going. You want to just go sit on the couch, watch TV for a few hours, go to sleep around 1 in the morning, wake up around 5 or 6. Don't do it. Like, Go to bed and find a way to make yourself sleepy. Take melatonin if you have to. It, I mean, that was super helpful when I was really needing to fall asleep quickly. Um, but, you know, everybody's body's different. Find what works best for you. Just make sure sleep is a priority. It is so important for your recovery and for your muscle growth. I mean, that that's when your muscles grow. I agree, man. It's important. Anyone out there that's getting four to five hours, you might want to up your sleep a little bit <laughs> because uh, we, we definitely all need it. And I know we talked a little bit about, um, I mentioned about supplements and, you know, there's so many out there. There's literally like a lot. Now, this is a funny question I have for you, but if you were stuck in a gym, whatever gym in the world, and they could allow you to have one supplement and you could have as much of it as you want and they would deliver it to you. What would that supplement be, and why is it important for you? Oh, man. Um, I, honestly, I, you got to stick with the classics here. Whey protein. That I would absolutely pick that because if I'm in the gym and I'm just stuck there, you can bet I'm going to be working out a lot. And 
the only way you're going to be able to repair and build more muscle is getting protein in your system. So I whey protein 100%. Is there anything else that um, you take currently or you took during your journey that helped you? Oh, yeah. Um, the best natural fat burner, in my opinion, is there's a, it's called, it's a supplement called carnitine. But there's a particular one called Quadricarn. Um, you can look it up on Amazon. You can buy it on there. Um, it's, I think it's made by Beverly International, if I remember correctly. Um, but if you combine that with CLA or conjugated lamellic acid, that is the best natural fat burner you're going to find. Those two pills right there will help you lose weight. It just boosts your metabolism. It just makes your body very efficient at burning the fat that already exists. So that would be definitely what I would suggest. I would definitely suggest BCAAs while you're working out. Um, protein before and after. I do whey, but there are lots of different types, and whatever works best for you is the one you should go with. Um, that would be my suggestion. And, and anyone out there that's uh, listening to this, you know, there's, like I mentioned, there's a lot out there that you could choose from. There's different supplements that are going to work in different areas of your body. Um, and I love that you touch on the whey protein because, you know, sometimes people are against protein. They're like, you can get enough protein in your, in your meats or, um, in anything you may have during your lunches and whatnot. But sometimes you might not be eating a lot and, you know, just have that protein shake post-workout. Um, it really does help out and it'll get your macros up. So, I always suggest that that's probably one of my go-tos as well. Branch chain amino acids are amazing. Uh, they're, they're very good. They taste good. And you can add it to water and just literally sip on that all day long. Um, and that's going to probably lead to my last few questions. I know, guys, this has been an amazing podcast so far. Um, one of the things that I want our listeners to know is what is a habit that you're doing every day, Austin, that has really helped you reach your goals? You know, I think it's whether or not it's every day after work, I come home, I pick up my gym bag, and I go to the gym. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's so super simple, but it's that part about consistency. You know, whether or not I've had the longest day ever at the office, or it was just a good, you know, quick short day at the office, I am at the gym right after work. Um, it's, it's never a question. Every single one of my friends knows if I'm getting off work, they know where to find me for the next couple hours because I will be at the gym every single day on the weekends. I try to get up and work out. Um, I can't do the 5am workouts, not my kind of thing, but getting to the gym by six is like, that's, that's a goal of mine every single day. And I, I try to do it. If, if it's not 6, it's 6.30. Like, I'm not going to miss the gym. That's one thing for sure. Consistency, man. It's key. Awesome. What is one thing as well that uh, this next upcoming year, what are you focused on for your fitness goals? Um, is there anything that you see on the horizon that you're trying to reach uh, that you're super excited about? Well, um, I've been shredding for about three years. So I've I've decided with the help of a few friends to try bulking and building more quality muscle tissue. 
Um, so I'm currently starting up a bulking phase in fitness, which honestly for me is very difficult because that means putting on a few extra pounds of fat. Uh, it's just something I'm going to have to be okay with for a little bit because I've worked so hard to be where I'm at. You know, if I feel like I'm losing ground mentally, that's going to mess with me, but I just have to see the end goal, you know, down the road, it's going to be worth it like next summer because I'm going to bulk for a little while and then I'm going to do another shred. And, you know, everybody told me this summer, you know, you look great, you know, you, you've done it, you, you did what you needed to do, you've proven to yourself and to everyone else that you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, but next summer I can do it better. So for the next few months, I'm just working on building quality muscle tissue. And once, you know, February comes around again, I'll be back on those turkey avocado sandwiches every day and hopefully have an even a better six pack by June. There you go, man. So where can our listeners find you, um, Austin? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, at AustinDD92. Um, and then on Facebook, it's just Austin Brooks. Trust me, you'll know it's me. I have a very douchey shirtless picture. You'll find me very quickly. <laughs> um, but I'm just proud of it. You know, it's one of those things that never thought I'd have a six pack, but now I do. And it's something that, you know, it's a lot of work that's gone into it. So some people see it as douchey. I see it as more of, Hey, this is what I've accomplished. There you go, man. That's what, it, that's what matters. If you love yourself and that's the last message I'm going to leave with. And that's a lot about what we talked about is you have to fall in love with who you are as a person and you have to be motivated and dedicated to hit those goals. So just want to tell all of our guests out there, thank you so much for listening to episode number two with Austin Durmwald. And Austin, thank you so much. And uh, you keep crushing those turkey avocado sandwiches. Appreciate it, man. Wesley, thank you for having me. It's been great. Um, and I'm sure your listeners are going to love hearing this one and the many more to come. Thanks so much, man. You be good, brother. All right, man. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Fitness Journey with Wesley Bear. Don't forget to join us next time for another episode. Thank you for listening. And remember, commit to be fit.